Uh, good morning, Cornerstone. It is, um, it is a genuine pleasure to be here, to be able to give the word this morning. It's been, seems like months since I've had this chance. I've been up here before for other things, but it's just so good to be with you guys again. Um, today, Sunday, um, what's today's date? The 31st. It's the last day of January, and it's also the last day of our month of vision. Um, typically, if you've been with Cornerstone for a while, you know that once a year in January, we have what we call Vision Sunday. And um, this year, we got to have three Vision Sundays, and this is the fourth of those Vision Sundays. It's like that Adam Sandler song about Hanukkah. Instead of one day of gifts, we get, what, eight crazy nights? Well, instead of, instead of one day of vision for Cornerstone this year, we got three crazy Sundays of vision. Uh, and that's because... You know, Cornerstone last year, we, we went through a process and we hired two additional pastors, Pastor Jim Eikenberry and Pastor Joy Courtright, to join our staff. And so this year we heard um, from Pastor Jim, Pastor Joy, and Pastor Justin, all of the PJs. We got, we got all of the PJs this year. Um, and that's, that is a tremendous blessing, Cornerstone. I just, I want to say that... Um, it, it, it has been a blessing to hear uh, three voices that are connected to God that hear and see and are able to speak his vision for this body. But we believed it would be good to have a fourth voice um, just intended primarily to summarize the good words that we heard from uh, Pastor Jim, Pastor Joy, and Pastor Justin and to distill, if possible, into um, a single vision. Take that threefold vision that we received from our pastors and distill that down into a single word for Cornerstone for 2021. Um, it's like our new logo that Justin talked about. You see the, the cubes up there? It's, it's this image of multiple things being um, compiled into one beautiful image that God gave. Now, that's not to say that what I'm going to give is beautiful. I have no idea. But I know that the words that Jim joined, Justin gave were good, and, um, and, and my my honor is to try to summarize those and distill those um, into one voice. So why do I get to do that? Who am I? So we've got the three PJs and we've got Elderberry. Thanks, Naomi. Yeah, Naomi is the first one to point out that it makes me sound like a pie or like a jam. And I'm okay with that because have you all heard the, um, the uh, image of the Trinity as a cherry pie? Have you guys heard that before? No? You haven't heard that before? Oh, I thought everyone knew that. I thought everyone went to youth group like I did. Um, thank you, youth groups, right? So the cherry pie, the trinity, is, consists of three different pieces. There's that topmost part of the crust, which is a separate distinct piece of the pie. There is the filling inside, whether it be cherry or peach or elderberry, whatever it is, is inside of that pie. And then you've got the bottom crust. And each one of those things is a separate element of the pie. You could in theory, eat each one of those things separately. You could rip off the top, eat the top. You could just scoop out the middle like every kid would like to do and just eat the middle of the pie. You could eat the crust at the bottom. Each one is distinct in and of itself, but each one forms a solid, digestible, delicious whole, right? And so that's kind of the point of this Sunday is to take each of those three pieces of vision that we receive from our pastors and distill them into uh, one single digestible whole. At least that's what I hope to do this morning. Um, so this morning, if you grab your spiritual forks and, and we're going to dig in to what the vision for Cornerstone um, has been said um, for Cornerstone over her 
by the pastors this morning. I'm going to start with uh, that topmost piece of Jim Eikenberry. I hesitate to call it crust because, and I wish Jim was here. Hi, Jim. Um, Jim is, he may be older and is certainly wiser than, than us, but would hesitate to refer to him as crusty. So we'll just, we'll just start with that first, that first part of it. So, um, so let's just dive right in. On January 3rd, Pastor Jim Eikenberry brought a vision to Cornerstone about vision fatigue. And this was a vision for the heart of Cornerstone in 2021. Jim named vision fatigue and noted that it is a hurdle and really a danger for Cornerstone to overcome. A feeling like we have failed when the vision that we were sure we have heard clearly just doesn't seem to work. Especially a danger for a church like Cornerstone that Jim noted has been birthed in so much vision and by so many voices. And Jim likened that to drinking from a fire hose, the vision that this church is blessed to receive. But Jim explained that vision fatigue can happen when there's a tremendous vision and we've been pursuing it vigorously, but things have not happened as we hoped or expected. And we are tired or discouraged. We may start to wonder, did we hear God right? Are we doing it right? Is there something wrong with us or our vision? Did we talk ourselves into something we wanted? We start to feel foolish, right? Should we continue to believe and work so hard for vision? Jim took us through a story of Abram and Sarai, through the journey of God's promised blessing for them and the long, arduous journey that it was, of Abram losing sight of the promise over and over again. And I need to switch. Thank you. Of Abram losing sight of the promise over and over again and God constantly and consistently stepping in, encouraging Abram that it was he, the Lord, who would make Abram a blessing and that he, the Lord, would bless the world through Abram, now called Abraham. Jim explained that it is okay for us to feel tired. It's okay for us to ask the Lord why the vision that we receive doesn't seem to come to pass. But in that, Jim reminded us that we need to wait on the Lord. And to wait on the Lord means to actively seek him and actively listen for his voice in prayer in worship, and in doing so with others. And in this, Jim exhorted us to be honest with ourselves and with God. Jim encouraged us with the reminder that God already knows what he is doing and how he is going to bring about the plan that he has for us, but that we have the opportunity to walk with him in his vision, to process our lives with him, and to invite him into the nitty-gritty of that so that God can bring about his vision in his timing. And Jim reminded us that to avoid vision fatigue means to keep our eyes fixed solely on Jesus, who endured everything, even the cross. Jim encouraged us to examine what is hindering us from being refreshed and re-strengthened, to examine where we are investing our time, our energy, and our resources, and whether that investment is diminishing or building up our faith. And ultimately, Jim encouraged us to cast off those things and run with perseverance the race set before us with our eyes fixed on Jesus, just putting one foot in front of the other. To trust God, knowing that if we trust him, we will obey him. In Lebanon, let Jesus minister through his church in 2021. 
Pastor Joy, on January 20th, brought Cornerstone a message called Present Ourselves. And this is a vision for the soul and the body of Cornerstone in 2021. Joy explored with us the definition and meaning of worship and what true worship of the Lord looks like. Joy took us from Romans and Isaiah. She reminded us that the Lord desires that we offer our very bodies as a living sacrifice and that he desires that we not be conformed by the world around us, but that we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And Joy reminded us that we are all parts of a greater body, each one of us with gifts that we have been given individually to in turn give back to that body. And Joy noted that without an understanding of true worship, we are in danger of worshiping God with our mouths, but with hearts that are far from him. And that's the hurdle that Joy warned us against. But Joy also noted that pride and discomfort can keep us from offering our full selves in the space of corporate worship that the body brings to God. And so, Joy encouraged us to have God expand our understandings of worship with renewed minds of what it means for us to embody worship, physically to take on worship, which is to be an expression of, or to give tangible form to, an idea, quality, or feeling. That's what it means to embody Joy explained that singing is an integral part of embodied worship, commanded by God and reflected even in what God himself does and what he did while he was on earth in the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Joy taught us that listening is an integral part of singing. And she exercised that singing and listening practice with us. She taught us that singing helps to regulate emotion, to stimulate feelings of trust and bonding, to allow us to physically trust and to be bonded to each other. She showed us that worship is not stationary, but that it moves because it is alive. That worship moves in among us and moves up from us to God because it is God above all, his character and redemptive work that cause worship to be drawn from us. Because our very existence, Cornerstone, and the existence of this community of faith depends solely upon him and not upon us or anything that we do. And Joy encouraged us that our worship is our warfare as we adore God and that it is through worship that we are realigned in proper position as sons of the Most High through his grace only. From Romans, Joy identified and defined embodied worship, true worship for us, as sincere love. And she exhorted us again to hate evil and to love what is good, to be devoted, to be joyful, to be faithful, to share, to bless and not curse, to rejoice, to mourn, to not be proud, to be willing, to not be conceited, to not repay evil for evil, to live at peace to not take revenge, to feed the enemy and to give him drink, to not be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil with good. This is true embodied worship. And Joy showed us that embodied worship remembers and that when it remembers, it is the sacraments that we participate as members of this body. Those sacraments are baptism and communion. These are the things that make our story as a body of faith good. And finally, Joy exhorted us to inquire whether our practices are weird enough 
that it causes the world to ask, why do you do that? And for us to declare the name of Jesus in our practices. In Christ, let there be embodied worship in 2021. And then finally, on January 17th, Pastor Justin, oh, wrong way, sorry. I'm learning. Don't do this enough. Um, Pastor Justin gave us a message, Goodbye Church, which is a vision for the mind of Cornerstone in 2021. Beginning with the Psalms, through Jeremiah to the Gospels of Mark and John, to the book of Acts and the letter of the Ephesians, culminating with the revelation of Jesus Christ, Justin reminded us that the temple of the Lord, the place where the Spirit of the Lord dwells, is the one place for us to be found. And that this temple was most perfectly expressed in the person of Jesus Christ, who being God himself, embodied the presence of God outside of any earthly temple that man could build because man cannot build a place for God. And yet, Justin reminded us that we ourselves are being built into the living temple of God because each of us individually are called to house the Spirit of God, to be the place where God and his Spirit actually dwell. And so Justin exhorted us again that all other temples of our hearts and the minds that we subject to these other masters must be toppled. And in that, Justin exhorted us as the church to say goodbye to three specific temples. The temples of triumphalism, image, and perfection. In bidding farewell to triumphalism, Justin challenged us to identify the emblem that is presiding over our hearts and minds. Though we say that we are the temple of the Lord, what actually rules us? The donkey? The elephant? The flag? the dollar sign, the gavel of judgment, the social media like button. Justin reminded us that if we want to go with Jesus, we must deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. For whoever wants to save his life must lose it, and whoever would lose her life will save it. For there is no profit to gain the whole world and yet lose your soul in the process. In bidding farewell to image, Justin challenged us to find our spiritual blind spot, whether that would be beauty or sin and brokenness. That blind spot that creates a subconscious and unrealistic image of utopia or dystopia that leads us to believe that we can never be fruitful in following God. In throwing off idealism, Justin reminded us that we will never meet the false standards that the world established and Justin then challenged us to share stories of beauty and of God moving in our lives, whether through blessing or through brokenness. And specifically, Justin exhorted us, Cornerstone, to be with each other in our homes again, praying for each other, breaking bread with each other, singing spiritual songs with each other, and even just hanging out. In short, sharing vulnerability with one another in the beauty and the struggles of our lives, which are meant to be lived together under the shadow of the Lord's grace. And in bidding farewell to perfection, Justin challenged us to have the Lord remove from us the notion that we are elite, or that there is any concept of elite or a representation of an elite church. And Justin reminded us that we are complete in Christ, and yet we still need the rest of the body 
because we are also weak. That we need to rely on the other churches and believers of our land and that we have a unique power to do so in the way that each of us speaks individually about other churches and the way that we view other churches and the way that we pray for other churches. And finally, Justin exhorted us to prepare the way of the Lord through surrender, giving up and giving these things over to God to be reborn again. And from Isaiah and the picture of Mary, Justin implored us to be and to let there be an unfolding of God's work in our lives and world around us according to his word. To let it be because we are servants of the Lord, of the Lord that puts these things away. Because we are of Christ and Christ is of God. In community, let there be temples toppled in 2021. So where do we go with this? That was a beautiful expression of vision for Cornerstone, given over three weeks. But where do these statements of vision for Cornerstone take us in 2021? Looking at all that our pastor said over three weeks, there's a lot, isn't there? We see exhortations of running a race. We see exhortations of spiritual warfare and reminders and exhortations of even birth and rebirth. Those are really hard things, aren't they? As Jim indicated on that first Sunday, it can feel like drinking from a fire hose to receive all of these great words. But Cornerstone, I want to say to you that I don't think that's the case. This is not about drinking from a fire hose. This is not about being overwhelmed by a vision of action that God calls us to. Let's look again at some of these words, and they're pretty crowded on the screen, but let's look again at some of these words and what some of these words have in common. As we read some of these words, trust, obey. God has a plan. Trust him. It's okay to be tired. Do not be conformed, but be transformed. Not stationary, but moving, but yet it is God's mercy that we are to be joyful, to be faithful, to share, to bless and not curse, to be willing, to not be conceited, to not repay evil for evil, to not take revenge, but to remember, to overcome, and to not be overcome. To dwell, gaze, seek, hear. Do not oppress, do not shed blood, do not worship idols. Remember, believe. We are being built. Be in homes, pray, sing, hang out, gather, break bread, be vulnerable, surrender, give up, give over, be reborn, let it be, let there be. Do you all hear a common theme within those words? There's a common theme that most of the verbs that over three weeks that Pastor Jim and Pastor Joy and Pastor Justin spoke to us are passive verbs. Most of them are passive, not in the sense that they are weak verbs, but they are verbs that are, that are intended to allow us to let something else happen. Let it be. Do not be overcome, right? But let it be. Be willing. Be willing. While the words that they spoke are many, Cornerstone, I believe that they are fundamentally restful words that Jim and Joy and Justin brought. And so Cornerstone, I believe that the distilled vision for this body of believers in 2021, for us 
here, taking Joy's exhortation to embody worship, taking Pastor Justin's encouragement to let temples topple, and keeping in mind Pastor Jim's warning of the danger of vision fatigue, I believe that these statements of vision, believe it or not, can be summed up in one word. And that one word, Cornerstone, is rest. Cornerstone, I believe that God has in store for you as individuals and for us as a collective body in 2021, as we are being fitted together as living stones in his temple, that we are to rest. It is undeniable that the past year has been taxing and very tiring for all of us. Whether that's because of the amount of energy that you have been required to expend or the amount of energy that you have been restricted from expending, this has been a very tiring year. And then that last point, you may be saying, well, how can I be tired from doing so little this year? Well, it's like that teenager that sleeps in until noon and then the rest of the day complains about being so tired, right? Of course you are, kid. Your rhythm is one of doing nothing. You still need rest, right? We all need rest. Regardless of the energy that we spent in the past year or the energy that we were restricted from spending, we could all use some real rest. And I believe that that's what God is calling for us and naming for us as a vision for 2021. But this doesn't mean, church, that we can lose sight of the vision in this space of rest that we're in because we do not simply close our eyes and go to sleep and expect rest to come. As Jim reminded us, God has indeed something in store for us as a church. So our eyes must still be fixed on him even while we rest. So it's obvious, based on the vision given to us, that biblical rest for Cornerstone means something else this year. So what does biblical rest mean? As Pastor Joy reminded us to remember, by bringing something from the past to the present, let us remember what was taught in this very space over 10 years ago, if you can believe it, by Pastor Jay. And just as an aside, you don't have to have a Jay name to be a pastor here. Uh, Tim and Matt were both pastors here as well. But over 10 years ago, Pastor Jay brought us a message and a rhythm of rest that he introduced to this church. And what Pastor Jay said those many years ago was that to rest means to move at God's pace. Rest is not inactivity, but it's moving at God's pace. Consider what our Lord Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11. And I would invite you to listen to this. I'll be reading from the NIV. The, the, the three pastors of Revision Sunday read primarily from the NIV. I'll be reading from the NIV. I invite you to just listen. Don't follow along, but just listen to the words of our Savior Jesus. When he speaks perhaps the most peaceful and restful sentences in the entirety of Scripture. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Is anyone weary and burdened here? And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Without delving too deeply into the rich and good theology surrounding the concept of biblical rest, let's just understand that to rest biblically means to move with God and to work with God at the pace that God is working. 
As Jesus said in Matthew 11, God is driving the cart. Jesus is driving the cart. He sets the pace. And he offers his yoke for us to wear as we labor with him at the pace that he guides and directs. Moving at God's pace acknowledges that part of God's rhythm of work is also the rest that he spoke in Genesis chapter 2. Rest is to know that we are most at rest when we are with God, moving as he moves, and that we are most worn out and most weary and most lost and most confused and most labored when we move at a pace that is either too fast or too slow or completely disassociated with the pace that God is moving. Rest does not mean quitting or checking out. Because God did not quit or check out of his creative work with the Sabbath rest of Genesis 2, but rather God continues, as scripture tells us, to make things all new. His creative work continues even after the seventh day. And as we go through the seventh day, depending on your theology, his creative and restful work continues. He doesn't stop. He doesn't check out. But he has established a concrete rhythm of rest. And he established this for his own people, for our good. As Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for us. We were not made for the Sabbath. So ultimately, we are talking about God's Sabbath rest. To walk in the same rhythm of Sabbath rest that God himself walks in in 2021. Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 gives us a good picture of what this Sabbath rest is. And there's a warning in Hebrews chapter 3 of what it means for us if we do not move towards the Sabbath rest. And yes, church, family, there is a real danger if we do not attempt to enter into rest with God. And the author of Hebrews 3 in chapter of Hebrews in chapter 3 refers to that risk when he says, "See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful and unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God." That risk is a sinful and unbelieving heart that turns away from God. Friends, if we're not willing to rest in the work that we do, then we are at risk of developing a sinful and unbelieving heart. That the author reminds us, who were they who heard and rebelled? Speaking about uh, the folks of the Old Testament. Were they not all those that Moses led out of Egypt, this active dynamic leader, and with whom he was angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. So there's this hurdle, this danger, this cycle of unbelief that produces a hardened heart that then leads us to be unable to rest, which produces an unbelieving heart, which hardens, which disables us from entering into rest, and it goes down this horrible, horrible cycle. And the author of Hebrews warns against that hurdle, that we need to be careful to enter into his rest, and says in chapter 4, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, cornerstone, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. 
While the Sabbath calls us to cease striving, the author of Hebrews clearly says that entering rest itself is work. Let us strive to enter that work. This is what we must strive for in 2021, and we should put all else aside. Rest is active. Rest is alive. Rest is still moving. Rest means, under the Sabbath, to be refreshed, to be restored, to be energized by God's movement in our movement and our movement in God's movement. I like to think of it like exercising at the gym. What's the best part of any exercise that you do in the gym? It's the rest in between reps and sets, right? When I'm in the gym and I'm bench pressing 300 pounds, yeah, thank you for laughing, yeah, I'd be lucky if I could do half that, but when I'm bench pressing, right, what's the best part of that bench press? It's that rest. It's either here, (laughs) which can be dangerous, or it's here, which can be dangerous, or it's when you rack it and you walk away right? That is the best part of that exercise. The exercise is good, but the best part of that exercise is the rest in between. Because I know that I can't bench press for eternity. I just can't keep doing this or else I'm going to break and die. And I also can't expect to bench press more than the little that I can if I don't rest and allow my muscles to heal. And as Jim and Justin reminded us, faith itself is a muscle That must be exercised, but that muscle also needs rest. There are times for us to push cornerstone, and there are times for us to rest. And I believe that listening to the words of our pastors over the past month, that God's vision for cornerstone distills down to this in 2021. It is time for us to rest. I hope that feels good to you and sets your mind and soul and body at peace just a little. But how do we do it? How do we rest? We can't discount the great words that were spoken to us this month. Words to action, so how do we rest? Cornerstone, I would say that we rest first by listening to what Pastor Jim and Pastor Joy and Pastor Justin said. I had the advantage this month of being upstairs with the kids, so I wasn't in here when I heard them preach. So what I did to get ready for today was I went and I listened to their sermons. They're available on the podcast. I listened to them one time just to receive them. Then I went back and I listened to them a second time just to see if there was a common word. And I think I heard one in what they were saying. And then I went back and I listened to them a third time and I transcribed what they said as best as I could. Some people talk faster than others, but I tried to transcribe it as best as I could to confirm whether the word that I was hearing was was the word that God was speaking. And I do believe that that's the case. And so the first step, Cornerstone, how do you rest in 2021? I invite you to go back and listen to those sermons again and listen to them again. Let those sermons be the most played sermons on your podcast list in 2021. Let them be the most played sermons in the podcast history of all of Cornerstone. I don't believe that the words given by Jim and Joy and Justin require any more expounding They're good words and sufficient in themselves. And everything, the fullness of rest in 2021 for you, family, is contained in those sermons. And I invite you to go listen to them again. But if I can attempt to distill those messages into two practical concepts for you in 2021, because I think I'm supposed to do that, let me try. And those two practical concepts are embodied 
in what the words have already been spoken over us. Cornerstone, listen. In order to avoid the cycle of unbelieving and hardened hearts that are incapable of rest in 2021, I believe that, that God is calling us to rest in two specific ways. And these are practical ways. First, to release. And the second is to cease resisting. If you listen to the words that our pastor spoke, I invite you to listen for those concepts of release and of cease resisting. While it's rest, releasing and, resist, and ceasing resisting is still work. But friends, it's easy work. Release is easy. The backpack that you carry on the hike is easy to set down. It's work to do it, but it's easy to set it down. And like in the gym, that, that bar that you're moving, that resistance is good, that resistance is good, but setting it down is the easy part of that workout. It's easy work. It's the work of a light yoke. It's passive work that moves away from the reliance on ourselves, as Jim and Joy and Justin all said in their sermons, and it moves toward allowing God to do something, to do some work, to move in and among us. To, for us to get out of the way of what God is doing and just let it happen. So first in 2021, Cornerstone, this is the year to release. We cannot hold firmly till the end the confidence we had at first, and therefore we cannot truly share in Christ if we do not release those things that hinder us. As Pastor Jim reminded us, to throw off those things that hinder us so that we can actually run the race. Listen, it is the race that matters, but it is the throwing off, the releasing of the things that hinder us that constitutes the rest that enables the race to be run. You cannot keep running if you do not rest. Cornerstone, I believe that this is the rest that God is calling us to in 2021. What God has been calling you to release, whatever that is, whatever that is, whatever God has been calling you to release, and if you go back and listen to those sermons, I believe you will hear what God is calling you to release. Whatever he's been calling you to throw off, whatever it is that you are clinging to that is preventing you from running that race, this is the year to let it go. If I had ever seen Frozen, I would sing the song. 2021 is the year, Cornerstone, to let it go. It may be something you've been hearing for years, for your whole life. It could be something you've been hearing just this year. But whatever that is, whatever God is calling for you to release so that you can truly run the race, so that you can rest, 2021 is the year. Cornerstone, let it go. Second, Cornerstone, 2021 is the year to cease resisting, and specifically, to cease resisting God. Not saying for you to stop resisting the devil, continue to do that. But this is the year for us to cease resisting God. And it's easy when I say that, to think of that line from that Star Trek movie years ago, um, and I forget the 
I forget the context exactly, but the line was, um, resistance is futile, right? You will be assimilated. I don't want you to think of it in this way. When it comes to the Lord, sure, ultimately resistance is futile. There's nothing that I can do to stop or prevent the Lord from doing something if he really wants to do it, right? There's nothing I can do. And surely, in the end, on the last day, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is the Lord, that Jesus Christ is Lord. That will happen. But until that day, but until that day, while the Lord very well may want to have his way with me and with you, he is also patient and will wait for me and he will wait for you to stop resisting. To bring something else from the past, as a saint of Cornerstone said years ago, Jesus is a gentleman. He does not force himself on anyone. And he will wait. He will wait for you and me to cease resisting. So rather than look at it as futile, I think maybe a better picture is to think of it as that toddler that refuses to go to bed. So much energy, so much activity, so much of the world that they don't want to miss, so much that they want to keep doing, they want to keep doing, they want to keep doing, and they will not go to bed. And it's obvious to everyone in the room that that child is miserable. Anybody experience that? Mom and dad know what's best, and that's for the kid to put on the pajamas and go to bed and stay in bed because mom and dad want to rest. Mom and dad know that that is the rhythm for their family. That is the picture that we should have in 2021 of not resisting. Rest is ultimately an invitation. As Joy and Justin exhorted us, God wants us to offer ourselves as living sacrifices that we can be transformed by a renewing of our minds that God does. You can keep resisting his invitation to transform your heart and renew your mind and give comfort to your soul, but why would you? Listen, Cornerstone, it is God's transformation that matters, but it is the resistance to that transformation that hinders it, and therefore, it is the ceasing of resistance that constitutes the rest, which permits God's work of transformation to be done in us. So Cornerstone, I believe that this is the rest that God is calling us to in 2021. Like with release, God has been calling each of us to something. Maybe something big, maybe something small. There may be something that has been nagging at you, something that you have heard over and over and over again. And if you hear it one more time, you're going to scream. That urge to scream is evidence of your resistance. Cornerstone, I implore you to listen to that voice and to stop resisting and to rest. Band, you guys can come back up. I'm going to reread to you Matthew chapter 11, that, those words of Jesus again. With this idea of release and to cease resisting, I want you to hear again Jesus as he calls to you, as he calls to us as a body. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
So the vision word for you, Cornerstone, for each of you individually, for all of us in 2021, is rest. We have been blessed by our pastoral staff with this word, and regardless of what your response may be to those calls to release and cease resisting, I want you to know that our pastors want to help you, that our elders want to help you, that your brother and sister that is sitting next to you, five to six feet apart, want to help you. The worship leaders want to help you. Your brothers and sisters, everyone wants to help you. Find someone. Let us help each other find God's pace and move in his pace together with him in 2021. I'm going to close with this. Do you know what the word amen means? Translated or transliterated what the word amen means? Does anyone know? What is it? Let it be, right? Precisely so be it. So that when we pray and when we sing spiritual songs and when we worship and we conclude with the word amen, what we as a body are saying is let it be as it was said. That's what vision for 2021 for Cornerstone is. Let it be as it has been said. So be it. Let Cornerstone in 2021 be a so be it union. That's how you can remember it. When we say amen, let our amen be amen. Let our amen in 2021 be, let it be. When we say amen. And then that will help us to enter into rest.